It's the weekend. You can do anything you want. Volunteer at a homeless shelter. Work on a peace plan for the Middle East. Invent something truly useful like a machine that solves climate change while also picking up after your dog. But no, you've decided to spend your precious time on Earth listening to a bunch of white men talk over the top of each other. The world may be burning, but this is your me time. Welcome to Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. Oh, yes, a very warm welcome to the weekend and another edition of Radio Chaser. My name is Dom Knight. Coming up on the wireless, a very exclusive interview with the man of the hour, George Columbaris. Everything you need to know about Australian Survivor to enjoy that series and everything you need to know about echidna sex. It's all coming up right here on a very classy Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Craig and Andrew, did you guys watch um, Lee Sales and George Columbaris? I wanted to watch it, but I just kept throwing yogurt at the screen and I couldn't see anything. Yes, oh, no, I, I saw the interview. Uh, it's interesting, a bit of controversy has come out because uh, another ABC host has attacked Lee Sales for making it like an advert oh. for him because it was interviewed in his restaurant. Uh, the restaurant was, of course, empty, which reflected his popularity at the moment. Right. <laughs> Probably George. the emptiest yeah. building they could find. Mm. Look, I mean, it seems it seems a big scoop. You know, everyone's talking about this this seven thirty interview. I don't know if you guys know this though, but I, I, George actually agreed to a little chat with me. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. It's not just Lee Sales who interviews the big master chefs. No, no, no. In fact, I got the exclusive scoop with Mr. Calambaris himself this morning. Master Chef Judge George Calambaris, welcome to Radio Chaser. Thank you. Thanks for having me. George, what makes a great restaurant popular? I mean, is it the, the food, the atmosphere? Great restaurants are voted by bums on seats. Bums? Well, are you trying to distract us from this underpayment scandal by talking about your buttocks? Right now, I'm not really thinking about anything else but those two important things in my life. Aren't you? Right. But, I mean, but George, your restaurants are very sophisticated. Why have you been focusing on your bum? The sophistication in the back end wasn't there. Oh, so your plain old ass could be to blame for the scandal. I mean, what was wrong with your ass? Was it was it not tight enough? It's it's, it's called not having the proper infrastructure in the background. So your ass is sagging. Well, when when was it at its peak? Would you say? I I, I could only look at my backyard, and uh, I'll never forget the backyard back in 2017. Oh, yes, I see. That, that is a very youthful photo of your ass. Tell me, what, what happens, you know, when someone first becomes really interested in bums? You get together with three other partners at that point and you open the first one. Oh, so, OK, so you have an intimate get-together with, with three partners. Have these sessions grown from there? Well, there's 642 of them that are, are here and they're behind me. Yes, I, I was, I was going to say, it, it, it is quite a crowd. I mean, what do they get back there that they don't get at the front? More than just the, uh, the potatoes and the carrots. Mm. At the back, it needs to be just as delicious. Well, I think we'll leave it there, Chef George, because, ironically, I've lost my appetite. Thank you. Platinum edition. I'm just, I'm feeling for this, for this lady, Dommy. I mean, I was kept awake in the middle of the night, but this bird that started tweeting at 3.30 in the morning, I don't know what a bird is, has any business doing that. Yeah, but, why was it tweeting? Was it responding to Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hopping right on. I was hoping for, for a few likes. Now, look, I, but that is nothing compared to this poor, poor lady in Queensland she was kept awake by wildlife in the middle of the night and apparently is most nights because, because this is true because it's echidna mating season. Here's what she has to say about it. Our house is very low to the ground. Echidnas, quills, will scrape on the bottom of the floorboards and when that's under your bed at night, 
Um, it sort of keeps you awake. I don't know if anyone else has had a sleeping tablet because their kidneys were having sex under their house. It's just a bit strange. <laughs> I know, on the opposite, I, I can't really get aroused unless the kidneys quills <laughs> scraping it somewhere yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kidna orgies keep me up all night. <laughs> well, well, is, that, is that why? Is that why? Because she said she's from Queensland and her house is low to the ground. Ah. Is that why they originally had the Queensland, you know, the high up thing? Was yeah. that to <laughs> avoid uh, echidna sex keeping you awake? That's what it must have been. <laughs> That's right, although it doesn't do much for the cassowary sex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it is funny, all this talk about uh, people's nights being interrupted, because I actually, my neighbours were so loud um, early this morning that I actually got out my phone and recorded it. Here's what was uh, happening next door. So drilling of a different kind. Oh yeah, I, was, I thought I, I I thought that was going to be sex noises, and I initially was really like, "Wow, it could have been." Is that echidna sex? Maybe, maybe you've got an echidna under the floor. Is look, that what they sound? I'd just gotten my daughter uh, down to, to you know after it was a bit of bit of work, and I just lay what, down to have a nap time myself. Is that? You, what time in the morning? It is was that? it was ten thirty a.m. Admittedly, they had asked if they could oh, drill yeah, during yeah, business yeah, hours. That's not not yeah. You can't. Oh my! Oh, here's me thinking it's six a.m. in the morning. On a dom's going to sleep at ten thirty oh. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my daughter had woken me up at five forty-five, which is why we were was both. Was she tight. drilling Ooh. as well? Was she woken you up drilling? <laughs> I tell you what, I shouldn't give her a kidney calls to play with. Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. Ah. Hey, uh, you know, it's time to play the game Celebrity Sellout. What product is this? No, 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 that's a different game. It's another game. But it is time to play. It is time to play Celebrity Sellout. For whatever, I'll just do the sting myself. Celebrity Sellout. Will you record the sting? Now, I'm going to play you. Celebrity Sellout. Okay, so what product is this? Uh, Now, I... No, I'm going to play you some of a TV commercial. And what you have to do is tell me which famous person is selling out in this commercial just by listening to their voice. Now, uh, what what better thing could you possibly sell out than starring in a gambling commercial? Here we go. Let's listen to it. It's probably Lucky numbers, games are fun. Lots of loot for everyone. So here's a game that's sure to please you. Now new pools is even easier. Six from 36 pools. 36 numbers, that's all there is. Cross off six, the usual biz. Sit right back and you could win it. Because there's lots more prizes in it. Plus just 50 cents a game. To win a fortune, just the same. So play it smarter, don't be late. Six from 36 is really great. Six from 36 pools, less numbers, more winners. Yeah, so does that what do you sound, reckon? Who's that? Does that sound really complicated to you? Like yeah, well, I, I know it, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. Like it's compelled me to want to gamble, so I'm actually <laughs> doing a six from thirty six pools. It's I'm, very involved. I'm really frustrated because I feel like I know the voice well. I, possibly an eighties TV presenter, but I can't pick who it is. Like it's kind of like a Greg Evans or Daryl Summers or Tony Barber yeah, or someone. Yeah, Tony Barber's my well, pick. You, you, you pick Tony Barber, yeah, Chazzy. That's my pick. Domi, are you willing to narrow it? It wasn't it wasn't oh, Barber. You're narrow was it, it down, was Domi. It Ian Terps Terpy. No, I, I, not. can I have one more? I want you to narrow it down to well, you know, yeah, you could be on the, you could be in the zone. There. <laughs> That's the first name why I said. don't, why ah. don't we have a listen? Like one of the biggest things you can do to sell out, of course, on Australian TV is to sing the national anthem at the grand final. Right? No singer does this for money. Right? right. So this is the same guy, the six from thirty six pools guy, <laughs> singing the national anthem in nineteen eighty seven. Let's listen to. Once a jolly swagman comes by a billabong. Under the shade of a cooler bar tree And he sang as he 
You're both looking stumped. Well, you're both looking you're like... You started as not the national anthem. Look, you've said his name. Look, look, it's look. one of the names you've already uh, said. Look, I would have said Daryl Summers, but listening to that then, I think it's actually Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, same thing. Same thing, Jazzy. You are Daryl Summers... Is the voice wow. of, of six for thirty-six pools explaining the complicated rules? <laughs> and uh, may I apologise publicly for uh, for playing Daryl's singing? Look, look I, I don't understand what the game was with six from thirty-six pools, but whatever the gamble was, I feel like we all lost. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we didn't do well. The other thing was that murdering the song at the grand final and the sort of really lame gambling ad, they were still less embarrassing than I hey, hate Saturday. <laughs> Uh, well, Dommy, you know, look, I mean, I think it's only fair to, to isn't it, that we asked Daryl himself about why why he did that stupid gambling <laughs> ad and sang that 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 uh, that national anthem so appallingly badly. Daryl, what were you thinking? No offence was ever intended. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Cafe Pacific. It's been revealed they actually have cameras throughout their planes, and they. They film people. They've got sort of CCTV. They've even got cameras in the back of the seats um, now on Cathay. Sorry, what? Yeah, they've got... I've actually... I caught Cathay um, a few months but ago. But I pick my nose all the time on a plane. Does that mean I'm being filmed? Yeah, they've got yes. that footage. So they've sent it to us, actually. Oh, no, and I just told everyone as it well. It is terrible. Um, and look, yeah, I mean, I, I caught Cathay earlier this year, and I've got to say, it made for a pretty interesting flight. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain spying on you. I trust you're enjoying your flight. Uh, in fact, I can see who's enjoying the flight and who's not, thanks to the tiny cameras in your seatback screens. A uh, woman sitting in 33C is chundering into a bag. Sorry about that. Uh, we may experience some turbulence, but don't worry. Our cameras have image stabilisation, so we can still see how stupid you look when you're scared. Uh, we are expecting a uh, slight delay for our arrival due to weather. Uh, oh, I noticed the man in 9F looking disappointed. Or it's because he's watching Big Bang Theory on his in-flight system at the moment. Uh, toilets are located at the rear. Oh, I notice you, sir, in 26B have already got up three times. Uh, shall I note you down as incontinent or a member of the Mile High Club? Uh, well, I'll just check the uh, the toilet cameras and... Oh, yes, uh, you are incontinent. Uh, still, better than the couple in 51A and B who are giving each other wristies under the complimentary blanket. Well, our flight crew will uh, shortly be moving through the cabin to collect the remaining scraps of your privacy. So, uh, enjoy your flight, and in fact, if you are frowning, we'll note you down as a difficult passenger, and you'll be arrested on arrival. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. So, look, guys, if you haven't really been um, diligently watching Survivor like I have because you're, un- you're uneducated, I just wanted to kind of, mm. ta- kind of take you through it. Do you know anything about how the Australian version works? Do you have any... Should I just start from scratch? Are the torches from Bunnings? Uh, look, I would hazard a guess that they are. I don't know where else you can get torches, so I'm yeah, guessing true. they are from... But basically, it's divided into it's champions versus contenders, right? Now, I just have a feeling that in this, that the Survivor production office got a bit tangled up with the I'm a celebrity, get me out of here office because it is littered with celebrities, this oh. champions tribe. Like, it's quite... It's ridiculous. Huh? There's a really... There's, there's far more recognisable celebrities on Survivor than there are on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Is that, maybe that's why. <laughs> Which I think means there's at least one, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> let me just tell you, and just I just want to be really clear. This Champions tie, Tribe, this spoiler mm. alert, if you're not, they're losing. Like they are, they are mm. dramatically oh, losing. The... They're losing every challenge, right? They're going home in droves, right? How ironic. This is who's on this tribe. Stephen Bradbury, gold He's medalist. He's a champion. Right? Well, he is normally he... hangs back to the last bit. Right. 
Well, he's voted out now. He's, he's well gone. Nova Paris, another gold medalist. Yeah. Nova Paris is on okay, this show. Half the show's in the water, right? Susie Maroney. Susie Maroney, she'd have an unfair advantage. Huge yep. champion. Gone, gone. Voted out. How? Oh, she's gone. Yeah, because this team that's full of all these people, who think it's also got like four footy players. I mean, I've never heard of them, but apparently they're quite they famous. They sink to the bottom usually, footy players. Yeah. But anyway, so this this tribe, oh, and a guy called Ross Clark Jones, who's a big wave surfer as well, right? This tribe that is full of professional athletes and Olympic gold medalists is mercilessly losing. I'll tell you what, that's the thing I would most have enjoyed at school is a physical competition where all the sportos went down to people like me. That would have been so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, it, is that the case? Is the other team like all sort of dumpy nerds like Dommy? Or, or? Oh, look, there's a few dummies on the team. Yes. I must have. Yeah, there is. But, but there's also like when you kind of just scratch the surface, it's a bit of a rot because one of these contenders, and these are supposed to be the losers who've just never had a break, mm. is mm. A, a former professional AFL player who's engaged to Megan Gale. Yeah, okay, that's not really a contender. No, I saw... Well, that's more of a champion. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one of the contenders. Anyway, look. So what, are there no normal people on this show? Because I, I thought the whole point of Survivor yeah. was you took normal people and they had to survive, not like I Susie mean, Maroney. I, <laughs> look, I mean, I think the thing about Survivor, at least this version, is there's about 8,500 people on the show and we're slowly weeding out the celebrities. So I think that eventually we're going to come to know that there may be the odd normal human being there, but that's yet to be proven. So look, yeah, if they can afford to dump a big name like Stephen Bradbury so early in the process, <laughs> who's still in there? Who's, who's going to win? I have absolutely... Oh, Pia Miranda. I forgot about her. She's in it, oh, right? She's yeah, in it. How, this is the, I'm forgetting celebrities. So Pia Miranda. I give her a good shot. And the other person who I give a good shot to is a lady called Janine who owns Boost Juice. Janine Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legendary entrepreneur. She would have enough sort of plastic little lids to just swim out of there. On yep. a bath of Get plastic Get swim lids. out of there on her plastic little lids, I suppose, Dummy. You're a clear fan of juice and television. And you're watching this why? Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Now, look at Andrew and Zoe. Huge night uh, for cricket fans, really. We beat England uh, by 250-odd runs. It was huge. It was very, very exciting. I know you didn't really watch or care, but there is one aspect of this that I think we've got to focus on. It was Steve Smith's test, right? He was man of the match, and he is one of the most superstitious weirdos around in world sport. So in honour of Smithy and his great test, we've got a very special edition of this. Very superstitious. We've got a list here of some of the bizarre superstitions cricketers have. I want you to tell me, do they make sense? Let's start with Smithy himself, all right? Oh, yeah. Uh, he hates shoelaces. Uh, Does he? Yeah, yeah. So he gets his shoelaces taped down. He tapes them to his socks before he goes out there. And he says, I've always had an issue with looking at my shoelaces when I'm batting. He gets distracted by his shoelaces. Does that make any sense? Looking at them while batting. Is, it he's like, is he busy looking for sandpaper and it's just distracting if there's shoelaces? <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? So there's thousands of fans there, many of them booing him, and he's kind of going, oh, oh, the shoelaces, I can't stand it. Yeah, doesn't make he a lot of sense. tapes them to his socks. But, I mean, your socks get sweaty. They wouldn't even work. The tape would peel off, wouldn't but, it? Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to work out uh, cricket boots don't have shoelaces on them at all. I don't know if he'll get there. You should just wear Crocs to do it. <laughs> he should. That would be great. Okay, here's another Smithy one. Um, he will not eat duck. The evening before a match. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> he won't touch the stuff. Is that because he doesn't want to get out for a duck? Yeah, exactly right. 
And uh, I mean, also it's quite heavy. Duck a la Ronge or something. Peking duck. That almost makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not lean meat, is it? So, uh, so another Steve, Steve War, who's actually out there with the team in the UK, he had a red rag, like a kind of handkerchief, bright red. He wiped the sweat off his forehead uh, with it one day while batting, got 157. So he kept that rag in his pocket in every game for the next 11 years. Does that make sense? Oh, it's disgusting. I don't know if he watched it. I mean, is he growing like a colony of water bears on his little (laughs) red rag? Well, it was actually, he he never changed his baggy green either. So he had the most disgusting looking cap at the end of his career. It might not have been the rag though. I mean, it makes no sense. Unless he also wears exactly the whole outfit, including the same underpants that he had on. You know, it's not the rag. It's the same box that you never wash. That would have been lovely. All right. What do you think of this one? This is another very popular one. The number one, one, one. Right, whenever that comes up on the sto- scoreboard, that's unlucky because it looks like three cricket stumps with the bales taken off. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, visually, it makes sense. Mm. As, I mean, what do unlucky? you what, and what do you do about this? You run around and just shove your finger up your nose. I'm and, glad you like, asked. Yeah, because the umpire David Shepherd, whenever that happened, he would always like cock one leg to get rid what of the superstition, <laughs> to get rid of the bad luck. Sorry, what? Cock, he <laughs> yes, cocked a leg like a lift, dog. He'd lift, like yeah. He'd the sort um, of lift firstly, his leg up. why is the umpire involved in this stupid thing? I don't know. Is the umpire like, oh, it's bad luck that yeah, the cr- game of cricket will continue and be good for one team and bad for the other? Well, and he co- I, sorry. Yeah, I'm no, sorry, he, he co- was very bizarre. No, I just don't he even. Co- did he do anything else? Uh, just, he peed oh, on the stumps. No, he didn't. He was he was known for that. Uh, and look, a final one here. The, the Sri Lankan cricketer. It's the stupidest just, thing I've ever heard. It's yeah, not so great. dumb. Um, Lasith Malinga, the, the cricketer who just retired from Sri Lanka, he kissed the ball every time before he started his run-up. Kissed, like a full tongue kiss? Pashed just... the ball. But that's, everyone rubs the ball on the crutch, right? Yep. Yeah. And then he kisses it. Yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, he's an oral man. He knows oh, where okay. it's been. Okay, well, you look, that makes more sense. I mean, at least you're getting something out of it. That's yeah, true. Now, by the way, on the <laughs> duck that Steve yeah, Smith would refuse something. to eat, he once <laughs> forgot to, to, eat, to not eat duck and ate it before the match. Got a double century, so he's given up on that one. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Let's move on to now. Have you been watching, as we discussed as our homework, have you all watched The Bachelor or is it just me again? It's just uh, you again. I'm just so again. sorry. Well, I've, I've, got, I've been doing things like living. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're not watching The Bachelor, you are actually not living, so that's a mistake you've made right there. <laughs> oh. But um, look, so the, the, the Bachelor, there's been a bit of controversy um, going on. He's been in the papers, because I'm not sure if you'd know this, but he's um, an astrophysicist. So every time he meets a new lady, he says, you know, hello, my name's Matt. I'm an astrophysicist. And it's quite a, a sexy job, don't you think? Do they run whenever he says astrophysicist? Or is it because everyone likes Brian Cox, that guy, he's so good looking? Oh, no, I think it's a very sexy job looking at the stars, science sounds, it sounds smart, oh. don't you think? Actually, that is romantic, gazing out at the cosmos and yeah. Yeah, being a dreamer, but yet sexy. That's right. It's certainly more romantic uh, than something that's come out in the press um, today, which is that um, he's apparently been or been accused of working for a bank. Uh, so, so how does an astrophysicist work for a bank? So I can't get my head around it. What's the link between between the two? Oh, look, you know, money, stars, space. Mm. I mean, I don't understand either either money or stars. So I think that, you know, that's the link, that they're both it's, impenetrable it's, concepts. He's not working for one of the naughty banks that's been busted for I, dealing with dead people, is he? Oh, uh, look, I don't know. I think he might have been, actually. Is it? Is it? CBA or NAB. You know, he's a, he's a NAB. NAB man, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, mm, so... No, but, Tommy, don't, 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 they're quite possibly one of our sponsors. I'd be very careful uh, mentioning. That is true. That's true. <laughs> the we, excellent we love... work that the NAB people do. 
We um, love the NAB people. But you know what? Like he has been, he's been saying, look, you know, it's not really fair. I don't really do much work with them, blah, blah, blah. But like in a recent turn of events, he's decided to kind of lean in and try to sort of make banking um, sexy. And so we've got a little bit of a preview of tonight's episode, actually. Bachelor Matt, are you ready to meet your next potential match? Oh, am I ever, Osha? Hi, I'm Jenny. Oh, sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. Ah, uh, Jenny, are you a house deposit? Sorry, what? Because I have a lot of interest in you. Ah, uh, wow, okay. Um, I- I'm just really looking for the right person, you know? Oh, same, same. I- I'm lonely, as in loan, as in bank loan. Get it? Yeah, um, I, I get it. Right, you must be rich with those assets. Um, I, I have to. Wait, just, oh, wait, wait, Jenny, wait. I want to make a long-term deposit in you and then a withdrawal. Right, deposit, withdrawal, deposit, withdrawal. Oh, I am about to liquidate. Oh, oh I'm spent. Mm. Osha, where's the next lady? I'm so sorry. All the ladies fled in a helicopter to find personal trainers instead. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Reportedly, gangland widow Roberta Williams has been given bail by a Melbourne court after allegedly kidnapping and threatening to kill a television producer who was making a reality show involving her. Oh, such a shame. I want to see that reality show. I really want to see the show. Well, you know, it does sound pretty exciting, doesn't it? But look, I've actually had a little sneak peek of the show, and she's actually just one of the new judges on MasterChef. Welcome back to MasterChef Season 12, where Gary, George and Matt have been replaced by Roberta Williams and two cats, Heston Blumenmeow and Donna Hayfever. Right, for your first challenge, you got to make a meal that I, Roberta Williams, would kill for, allegedly. Now you, come here, what'd you make? Um, a flan. A flan? Roberta is not a flan fan. And what about you, cat judges? <coughs> You're fired. Does that mean I can leave? Thank God. Righto, now you, the quivering sweaty boy. What did you make for Roberta? Um, uh, 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 risotto. Uh, 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 a risotto? Uh, yes. Don't you know that every contestant in MasterChef history who's tried to make a risotto has screwed it up? No, um, I, I, I didn't know. MasterChef risottos are always gluggy. Gluggy! Do you want to feed Roberta gluggy rice mush? No, ma'am. Well, this better be good. That is disgusting. Do you mean disgustingly good? No, just disgusting. Are you going to kill me now? What? No, but I will advise you to thoroughly wash your Arborio rice to remove the starch next time. I thought you weren't going to kill me. I can't control these cats. They're a huge problem. I frankly don't know why they're here. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Now, if you enjoy your Radio Chaser, check out the podcast. Just put Radio Chaser in your podcast app of choice. This is Zoe, Andrew and Dom.
Yeah, and leave a good review if you like. You can, and ideally, leave a good review in the style of Health Engine. Uh, Zoe and Donnie, have you, have you, are you across Health Engine? Have you done this? Have you ever booked a doctor online? I have, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah, I've used it. I've used it quite a bit to book a doctor's appointment, right? Because like instead of ringing the doctor, when you book it online, you use that website. And most doctors use this website, Health Engine. It's, the, it's like it's the biggest booking service for mm. booking a doctor online, right? Well, they're being taken to court. Uh, looks like they may allegedly have been a bit naughty. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they're they're kind of like the TripAdvisor of of doctors. You what you you could actually post reviews of mm. doctors. I've often yelped at the doctors. Have you yelped at the doctor? Have you posted? You given your doctor like a three or four star review or whatever. Yes. You can write about how good they've been. Well, it turns out though that the health engine people have been editing those reviews to make them sound a little bit more positive. What? Than the yeah yeah so they've been changing the reviews so if you've if you've ever written a review on Health Engine so and this well, isn't the doctors changing the reviews this is the service that provides appointments just kind of trying to help yeah. the doctors by giving them better reviews uh, it it seems to be that look it's I, look I don't, it's, it's unclear who's been doing the edits but I, I'll, I'll give you an example give you an example Zoe you you can decide okay, what, what okay. this is right so somebody the original review wrote this they wrote. Um, I will use this practice if I have no other option. Re- receptionist was lovely, but the wait and then the doctor checking text messages and not seeming connected with us was disappointing. That's and negative. Engine, that's a bit negative. So Health yeah. Engine changed that to receptionist was lovely. <laughs> just I mean, it's a little bit edited. You know, it's a gentle edit. It's just a gentle edit. You know, a little, little tweak. A little tweak. I mean, just delete it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why, is, yeah, why leave any of it? Why leave any? Here's another one. Here's another one. Um, I, I was disappointed that with so many doctors and nurses at the clinic that after having travelled to a chemist 20 minutes away to get the flu vaccine, when I returned with the vaccine for my child, there was no one that could administer the vaccine as they were all off site for lunch. Reception staff were fantastic and very understanding throughout, though. <laughs> they, they edited that down to reception staff were fantastic and very understanding. <laughs> I was so, hoping they were going to edit it just down to lunch. Or something really abstract. Yeah, just, just lunch would be enough, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, just lunch. Well, anyway, look, I don't know. I mean, something does make me suspect that Health Engine might have applied similar editing to their commercials too. Welcome to Health Engine, the website for all your GP booking needs. Check out what happy patients say about Health Engine. Health Engine is not a good website. No matter how sick you are, do not use Health Engine. Health Engine is a terrible, unprofessional, unplayable. An incompetent, slutty, nutty, dreadful, dirty house thing. Health Engine. We love doctors so much, even our reviews are doctored. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. If, especially if you're a parent, get ready for some exciting uh, presents. They're headed your way from One Nation. Have you crossed this, these guys? I know. Uh, they're going to send. Well, Zoe, you're a parent. We're all parents. I can't wait for this. One Nation is going to send info packs to about 500 schools to stop uh, what they call indoctrination of children by what they call radical gender activists. Uh, this is this is a, a real problem, they think, in schools, so much so that they've got to send this, this kind of info pack. It was launched by Mark Latham just, just this week. Oh, so it must be good. So it must be fantastic, yeah. And the other person behind this is uh, Kira Lee Smith, who's that anti-halal person you might remember. Uh, she says, she says, oh, quote, she's worried about uh, 
these things in schools, quote, transgender speakers, degendering language, pronoun police, explicit sex education programs. I mean, all this is going on at school, apparently, in her fevered imagination. To be that. really honest, I'm actually quite impressed that Kiralee Smith knows that many words. Well, she probably, maybe she had help, Zoe. Maybe yeah, how did One have... Nation know where the schools are? Well, <laughs> yeah. It's true. They're just they're just popping them into post boxes at random with no address written on them, just hoping that they end up at the schools. Anyway, look, I'm excited about the info pack. It's going to protect my children against these radical gender activists. And best of all, One Nation's even included a lovely story time session for kids. Story time with One Nation. Today's story is called Bobby and the Radical Gender Activist. <laughs> Let's read the story. Bobby was a very normal boy. He wore boys' clothes, played with trucks and guns, and had a doodle in his pants. But one day, Bobby started school. He was surprised to find his teacher was a monster. <coughs> roared the teacher. I'm a radical gender activist! Bobby and his classmates were frightened. Leave me alone! Bobby said. I'm just a boy. But are you a boy? Roared the wicked teacher. She pulled out a strange book of academic theories and began to hypnotise all the children. Gender is fluid! Gender is fluid! She chanted. Bobby was so confused, his doodle immediately turned into a she-doodle. <laughs> At last, I've achieved the aim of every teacher to make all children have a sex change and go to the wrong toilet. Suddenly, a man burst through the classroom door. He was a proper straight man with an Australian flag on his shirt. Stop right there, radical gender activist, the man said. Who are you? asked Bobby. I'm Mark Latham from One Nation, and I have an information pack that will turn you back into a boy. Hooray! cried the children, eagerly reading the information pack. After all, said Mark Latham, who else would you trust with a child's safety than a bloke who bashed a taxi driver and a party who asked the American gun lobby to flood Australia with weapons? One nation had saved the day. As for the teacher, she ran back to her lesbian university and was never seen again. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition.